Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey everyone, welcome to, well, I'm not really sure what we're calling this show yet. We, uh, we want to get out something that lets you hear basically the, the breaking news of every day, training camp being really hectic, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's hard to keep track of it all, and it's hard to apply all of that to your fantasy drafts, to your fantasy teams that you already have, even to your dynasty teams or DFS as we get closer to the season. So we'll just call it the NFL Newsroom. For now, until we get the show name, it's the NFL Newsroom. So welcome to the NFL Newsroom. I'm your host, Kyle Dvorak. I've been working for, I don't know, a month or two on grinding out season-long content. Osmo's awesome new season-long platform. So before we get into the news, I just want to recommend you head over to Osmo.com forward slash fantasy dash football. For just $29.95, you get access to a ton of awesome stuff we have going on. We have cheat sheets, a customizable strength of schedule tool, breakout sleepers and busts, and our draft wingman, which helps you build optimal season-long and best ball teams. That's all for just $29.95, and with that, you get a $35 credit to the FFPC, so it's really free money as long as you're heading over to the FFPC to use that credit, so check that out, and now we get into the news. With these first shows or two, I will be recapping the about the past week or so of news, because training camp just kicked off, and this, this pod is a little bit behind on that, so let's start off with a few seemingly scary injuries, but I think we're on the clear for all of them. Devontae Adams suffers a leg injury in training camp, but it appears that that's really nothing more than a stinger. He should be fine. Interesting, though, Alan Lazard is Osmo's number two ranked player on the Green Bay Packers. He's our favorite. He's a, he's a pretty interesting sleeper. He was a an awesome, or at least a very interesting college prospect, broke out in his second year at Iowa State, goes over 800 yards, then posts over 1,000 yards in his third year at Iowa State, and in his final season goes for 10 touchdowns and just comes up shy of 1,000 yards again. Then he goes as an undrafted free agent to Jacksonville, doesn't really hang on with the team, but quickly gets on with the Packers, and in his second season with the team, which only includes one offseason of working with Aaron Rodgers, which seems to be crucially important specifically for the Packers, is getting in reps with Aaron Rodgers, nearly gets 500 yards filling in for Devontae Adams in stretches. So if anything does happen to Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard is Osmo's pick to, to pick up the slack, and even if not, he's an interesting sleeper candidate on a team that really has not much else. They lost both Geronimo Allison and Jimmy Graham, who combined for over 100 targets last year, and their one, I guess you can call it, big free agent signing to bolster their receiver core. Devin Funches chose to opt out of the 2020 season, so they're really incredibly thin at receiver, and Alan Lazard is our choice there. Dalvin Cook cuts off his contract talks with the Vikings. This doesn't really have much of an impact on the season. Uh, he, he has no leverage to hold out, which is the problem with Dalvin Cook under the new CBA, is that he accrues these $50,000 fines, 
and they cannot return the money to him. Plus, if he chooses to go full-blown holdout, he doesn't accrue a season of service to the NFL, so he can't move on into free agency next year. So it really appears like there's no reason to be concerned with Dalvin Cook, even if he doesn't get this new contract. So with that being said, 300-touch player, awesome talent, incredible tackle breaker, has awesome agility, really the full package, a three-down back, and Osmo's rankings have him projected as such as a top-five overall player this season. Moving on to probably the scariest injury of uh, the past week or so, basically since training camp has started, Miles Sanders week-to-week, and that's a little more, it's a step up from the Devontae Adams injury, where Devontae Adams was back out goofing off in practice within a day. Miles Sanders is probably going to miss most of training camp while recovering from this lower body injury. It still seems like the team is optimistic he'll be back for week one. This is more of a precautionary approach to his injury as opposed to really being concerned that he is unhealthy, but it it, it does bring up concerns and it brings up opportunity potentially for a guy Osmos rankings love, Boston Scott. Boston Scott, one of the biggest misdrafted players according to Osmos recommended draft position, which you can get at Osmo's fantasy football rankings. I mean, Boston Scott was a pretty incredible prospect coming in in terms of his ability to contribute. Maybe not, uh, like, clearly not at his size. He's like five, he's like five seven supposedly and under 200 pounds. So not going to be this three down back. But in college, he went over a thousand yards in his final season. He caught 32 passes in his final two seasons. And he was a pretty excellent contributor, contributor on special teams. So he's a guy we want to watch out for, especially last year we saw when they were getting down on their luck with receiver injuries, tight end injuries, he was a guy who not only came in as a warm body, but he came in as an electric playmaker all the way through the playoffs. So he's a guy that we think could have a weekly role and could see a massive uptick in his role if this Miles Sanders injury does end up lingering on into the regular season. Now moving on to some more news, we have Jalen Hurd out. This one actually is really disappointing. Jalen Hurd set to miss all of 2020 with an ACL injury. 49ers head coach John Lynch confirmed this in an interview that Jalen Hurd did suffer a torn ACL and will be out for the year. And that's really unfortunate. Hurd at 24 years old is a really interesting, weird player in that he got reps at all positions in college, tight end, wide receiver, running back. And he he was productive in all of those roles. It just seems he's like 6'4" really heavy. He's a guy who doesn't physically look like any of the positions we are used to seeing him play, except for maybe a, a bit of an undersized tight end, but that's not uh, that's not the role he's mostly done. He, he has potential at tight end, but in college he was largely used as a running back and receiver. Really, coming into the NFL, he was just a, an a- athletic prospect. That's how they list a lot of players going into college, they're just athletes. And that's what Jalen Hurd was coming into the 49ers program, Last year, he misses all of the season with a back injury after, I believe, a two-touchdown week one preseason game, and now he's set to miss all of 2020 with an ACL injury. This is uh, one of the long-running list of 49ers injuries, Debo Samuel suffering a foot injury that has been very tricky for players to come back from. Julian Edelman and Des Bryant both continued to suffer injuries after undergoing the same foot surgery as Debo Samuel just did, so very concerning. They are mixed on whether he's going to be able to be on week one. I would say, based on all the reports, that uh, any optimism for him being ready for week one is overblown. So they're without Debo Samuel, without Jalen Hurd, Richie James, even they're like deep players, Richie James is not expected to be ready for week one. News breaking recently says he is expected to be on the NFI list going into the season. So they're really running thin at just pass catchers in general. I don't know if I want to call Jalen Hurd a receiver, a tight end, a running back. Anyone who is a live body who can catch passes is getting hurt in San Francisco. 
And that's going to open up opportunity for two specific players. One, everybody knows him, everybody loves him, George Kittle. Maybe the best all-around tight end in the league. Travis Kelsey putting up bigger numbers, but that's probably to be expected with Patrick Mahomes on the roster. George Kittle, incredible. 2019, he was a bit banged up with multiple injuries, but he still reached 1,000 yards and then went absolutely nuts in 2018. 1,377 yards in 2018. Absolutely incredible, and we expect him to not only do that again or at least be that productive again, but to generally beat his ADP right now in drafts. So he's a guy Osmo's rankings have you taking on the edges of that round one, round two turn. He even falls into late round two or even high round three sometimes. Just smash the draft button when he gets there. Builds you such he builds you such a massive advantage at tight end. There's really no reason not to get him because you can also take another tight end later and work him into the flex. So really a guy Osmo's rankings love. Brandon Ayuk, interestingly, not getting an incredible amount of hype for the opportunity he could see. He's a guy who went later in the first round of the NFL draft to the 49ers, but the 49ers organization has said that they would have taken him in the top 20 if that's where they thought they needed to take him because he was their number one draft prospect on the board. Do I agree with that? Do many people agree with that? Probably not. But Brandon Ayuk was wildly impressive in college. Ayuk, in his second season with Arizona State last year, 2019, nearly goes for 1,200 receiving yards, puts up eight touchdowns, also had a lot of reps as both a kick and punt returner, which could really give him an edge at just getting on the field in his rookie season. He's a guy who's also an interesting deep, deep long shot to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, mostly because most of the value is sucked up by Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that it's really tough to get these middle-of-the-road guys, your Jonathan Taylors, uh, your your Cam Akers. Really, it's going to be very difficult for those guys to outproduce someone like a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the Chiefs. So looking at these long shots, I found to be pretty interesting. A guy at plus 4,000 odds you can get him at. Check out Odd Shopper there, Osmo's product, for finding the best possible lines in a lot of different betting types. So check that out. He's a guy who I like for that bet. He's a guy who I like to make an impact in year one with the San Francisco 49ers. So he's a guy I really think your strategy going into any draft should be, I want to get George Kittle, and if I can't get George Kittle, I should try. I should be trying to get Brandon Ayuk. Moving on to the next piece of news, a bit of a smaller one. KJ Hamler is currently on the shelf for a couple of weeks, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. KJ Hamler expected to be out of practice for a few weeks. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Hamler wasn't really expected to be a massive contributor in his rookie season, mostly because of the depth we have here in the Broncos receiving core. Cortland Sutton looked like a true alpha receiver, and he has this incredible combination of speed, size, and agility that you really don't see with guys who are like 6'3 and over 210 pounds, and he has that, and we saw that last year, earned a Pro Bowl nod, went over 1,000 yards, and it was in a situation that was really not conducive for receiving play with Drew Locke as a rookie getting really no reps in training camp with the first team, taking over for Joe Flacco, who was not really good either. So it was very impressive what he did. Then the team goes out and drafts Jerry Judy. They draft Albert O. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but a very athletic tight end. And then add that to Noah Fant, who's just a pseudo receiver. Wasn't really known as a blocker coming out of Iowa, but was an incredible receiving talent. And he shows that in his first season, making splash plays left and right. KJ Hamler news really just helps solidify the targets that are still going to be relatively distributed. They don't have one alpha anymore because of how talented Judy is coming in and how much Noah Fant sucked up targets in his rookie season. So Hamler's news, it doesn't really move the needle too much, mostly because there weren't many targets to go around anyways. But if he does end up missing the first few weeks of the season, it might help us decipher who we want to be targeting in 
weekly games, but I don't really see any of the receivers on this team being massive values in season long. So more of just a week-to-week interesting note to have Hamler off the field. Reichel Armstead removed from the COVID-19 list. Armstead is the presumptive backup to Leonard Fournette. We saw him get a start in Week 17 when Leonard Fournette wasn't playing. Got a decent amount of volume in that game, but overall not really an interesting prospect coming out of Temple. It's nice to get him off the COVID-19 list, get back to practice. He's a guy in the 20th round, 19th, 18th round, the best ball drafts. You can certainly get as just a pure handcuff because he really has no standalone value. But if Leonard Fournette goes down, he is the presumptive starter. However, Divine Zigbo getting a little bit of buzz in training camp is a guy who could end up usurping Ryquel Armstead for the number two role in this team. So it's good to see him get back on the field, get time to get reps in with Gardner Minshew and the offense. But overall, just really a deep, deep flyer, not really worth noting in your in your season-long, your standard roster size leagues. Brandon Ayuk getting first team reps in practice. Not awfully surprising. The 49ers, one, they rotate their receivers pretty regularly, trying to get all of their guys some chance to get passes from Jimmy Garoppolo, get reps against the first team defense. Overall, not really surprising, but it is good to see. It's more of a confirmation that he is going to probably be a starter in week one. If he was not getting reps with the first team, that's really when we have to hit the panic button and also start smashing more George Kittle. Not surprising here, but it is just affirming what we already know about Ayuk, that he's going to be a playmaker in week one. Let's go out on this one. Let's go out on this one here. Philip Lindsay, because this is actually probably the most fantasy relevant outside of maybe if the Miles Sanders injury carries on. Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon to split the starting role. Broncos coach Fangio says he anticipates both playing enough where we really don't have to designate a starter. That, that doesn't sound awfully bad when you just look at what he's saying, but the implication is that Philip Lindsay could really cut into Melvin Gordon's role, and that is a boon for Philip Lindsay's value, who we already have as a smash at his draft spot based on Osmo's rankings. And Osmo's rankings don't even love Philip Lindsay's projection. He's not going to put up a ton of fantasy points before this news. He wasn't going to put up a ton of fantasy points, but he does have a lot of contingent value if Melvin Gordon gets hurt. And we've also seen him just utterly defy expectations for two seasons. As an undrafted free agent going over 2,000 yards is nearly unheard of. He continues to look like a true NFL running back, despite really the draft process saying that that might not be the case. And now he has a chance to defy expectations again, getting reps over Melvin Gordon. So that's really interesting. And it has to be a downgrade for Melvin Gordon, who gets this $16 million two-year contract with the Broncos, looks like a presumptive three-down back. But on this offense, it wasn't particularly productive last year. Under Drew Locke, they were a a quiet offense that wanted to play slow and grind out with their defense. Now there are rumors that Philip Lindsay can split this starting role with Melvin Gordon. I mean, they're not rumors. They're what Vic Pangio, the head coach, says. He is saying that both of them are going to split this role. I still think it's reasonable to take Melvin Gordon over Philip Lindsay. But in these middle rounds where running back bus rates are particularly high, Melvin Gordon is sliding and sliding and sliding down my personal draft board. So I think Philip Lindsay, you have to upgrade him based on this news that he could move into a potential, at least fantasy relevant, a flex worthy role from week one. And then he has a lot of value to potentially outproduce Melvin Gordon just by being a better running back. And also if there were a season where a, a, a workhorse running back, Melvin Gordon getting work on all three downs with the Los Angeles Chargers, if there were a season where a guy with that pedigree could come in and really struggle, it would be a season where a team is overhauling their offense, going to Drew Locke. It's the first season it's the first offseason with Drew Locke under center. And now we see teams getting so few reps in in the offseason because of COVID-19. So Philip Lindsay having more experience with this offense, more experience with Drew Locke is really an interesting pick as you get to the 9-10-11th round. And Melvin Gordon is really turning into a full-on fade at this point. Guys, that's going to do it for this week's The NFL's Newsroom 
or whatever you want to call it. If you just don't want to read all of the news or if you want the fantasy spin on all the news, keep checking this out, guys. And of course, go over to Osmo.com forward slash fantasy dash football to check out all of our awesome stuff. And of course, get that FFPC $35 code. The draft kit basically becomes free with that code and you get a chance to play in some awesome leagues. I'm personally in one of my favorite leagues at the FFPC with the, it is a super flex tight end premium dynasty best ball league. It is the best way to play fantasy football in my opinion because I love dynasty. I love best ball because I don't want to set my lineup. So you can get all that at the FFPC. And of course you can get our breakout sleepers and busts. You get our cheat sheets for your draft. And of course you just get the standard fantasy football rankings. You can customize them PPR, half PPR, no PPR at all. I don't know who's playing those leagues anymore, but if you are, we've got it for you. And you can sort by positions. You can see where we would recommend draft players. And we also have maybe my favorite thing in the draft kit is just a gauge of how risky a player is. And that's what I really think can separate this draft kit from others. And of course, it is all done by Alex Osmo Baker, the world's number one daily fantasy football player, giving us a data-driven approach to fantasy football. So go on and check that out, osmo.com forward slash fantasy dash football. We'll catch you tomorrow. We'll finish wrapping up this previous week of training camp news. Then we'll move into daily training camp news. A lot of stuff going on, basically teams cramming in a full off-seasons of work into training camp. That means a full off-season of news. So check this out tomorrow and thanks for tuning in. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.